ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Thursday, January 7th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true great taste. It's only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. We've got uh, very little to get into today, but we're going to make it work for you. Uh, At this point, I think we'd be talking a lot about Marshall basketball. And we're going to here in a second, but with the postponement of the game tomorrow and Saturday, that kind of leaves us in. Again, we're in that weird spot where we've got sports, but we don't. This reminds me of how we were going through those months when we just didn't have anything. Remember, you remember uh, back 12 years ago in 2020 when we were doing this show? This is kind of how it feels today. So we don't have basketball to get ready for this weekend on the men's side. The women are taking on Charlotte, and Tony Kemper is uh, getting that squad ready to go. Marshall will be on the road for those matchups. And so, and that's the other thing. You know, when you try to come up with these reschedules, that's going to be the other thing is how is it going to work if you have a Marshall women's game and a Marshall men's game? You got to make up. Now, thankfully, we haven't had that problem yet with the conference schedule with Marshall's women's team. But there's that cushion. This was asked of me yesterday how, how do you make these games up? And there's that cushion in the schedule that allows for it. It's between the end of the regular season and conference, and I guess you can call it an extension of the regular season because there's going to be that cushion before the conference tournament to try to get all these things in. And if there's no other breakout, as it was put, in the, or, and again, I don't know if that's the, the right term, if there's no other issue and Marshall can maintain the schedule, and the other teams can maintain the schedule, you make this one up real quick. You make this series up, and and you're good to go. But with everything that's happening, and Marshall just not having a team, can't play for several days, the basketball game on the road at Western Kentucky, which was set for Thursday, has been moved to Friday. So instead of the 14th, that game has now been moved to the 15th. And it's going to be a 5 p.m. tip on Friday. So we're going to be here for you at 4 p.m. with our pregame, 4 p.m. on Friday, right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And it's going to be broadcast by CBS Sports Network. So there's the good news for those of you that can't attend. It's going to be available on TV and pretty much CBS Sports Network, one of those networks that most of you can get. I, I have elected not to. Not on my sports package at this time. Because outside of a, a rare Marshall game now and then, that is one of the networks I don't carry. And that's personal choice here. It's no, uh, there's no commentary here. That's just personal choice. Is I mean, let's be honest. Is there anything, there's not too much on CBS Sports Network that I want to watch. And I don't know how you are. Your mileage is going to be completely different than mine. It's going to vary. But is there anything 
too much on CBS Sports Network that you want to watch. I mean, I get I get some usage out of ESPN Plus now. The occasional basketball game. Okay, I want to see this. Of course, Marshall games are going to be on ESPN Plus a lot. And, and if I want to look ahead to some Conference USA action, there's a lot of games I can find there as well. So it makes sense for me to carry ESPN, ESPN Plus. You know, CBS Sports Network, though, I, you know, I just don't. There's not too much value there for me other than an occasional herd game. And, of course, in, in this situation, for me, it'd be nice to follow along. For you, it's a road game. You can't go. You can't just dial up CBS Sports Network uh, unless you have an extra package, and you can't just go to the game. It's not as easy. I mean, some of you might be able to, but not many. Just don't find any value there. And, and that's been some of the conversations I've been having with a lot of people as far as what these TV packages look like, is there any value for CBS Sports Network? It's a great network. Don't get me wrong. They do a game. It's pretty good. And so it's not a an issue of it's it's not like it used to be. I mean, at least stadium, when a game's on stadium, I think that's a, a far better production than its predecessor. But the game, of course, will be right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. If you're looking for the game, we'll have it for you if you don't have CBS Sports Network. And, of course, for a lot of you, it's probably easier to get CBS Sports Network than it is ESPN Plus. Because, trust me, I know how the broadband situation looks. And that's another thing to keep in mind. Of course, this isn't uh, this isn't anyone's problem but ours. But yeah, and f- your Internet provider may vary. But did I hear where there's going to be data caps now on Comcast here, at least in Huntington. Of course, after all, they have the franchise. So it's not as if there's much competition for uh, broadband in the city of Huntington. There's a couple of other options, but it, really, that's it. And so if um, you're streaming a lot of games on ESPN+, Plus, uh, how, much ba- how much data are you using up? That's, that's going to be an issue. But the game... Move from the 14th to 15th. Game on Sunday, the 17th against Western Kentucky in Huntington. Uh, that's still going on. So nothing's changed there. No no change for the basketball game there. But the good news is the women are still on playing the normal schedule. So that won't change. As of right now, at least. Again, all of these things can change at any time. I hope when we get to the next season, this is fewer and farther between than we've seen it right now. And it's completely different than what we saw the last few months. You know, We haven't seen too much of a, a juggling act yet with the NBA. Not too much. The NFL, not too much. Major League Baseball was able to get through it for the most part. But college basketball seems to be impacted a lot more. I don't have like a complete definitive list, but every day I'm reading this game postponed, this game canceled, more so than in football. Because, again, football is a once-a-week event. Once-a-week event. And we still saw a lot of games impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. And so... Basketball, it, it's completely different because, again, if a couple of members of your team are impacted by this, either infected or there's 
contact tracing, which uh, means you got to be in quarantine. Yeah, you lose a game, you lose a team for several days. And, of course, uh, CDC guidelines have uh, changed. You have to quarantine less now. It's not the 14 days. It's, what, 10, I believe. Unfortunately, uh, that still means uh, going to impact the games this weekend. And you got to move this game, this Western Kentucky game. you got to move it to get out of the, of the range of quarantine. And here's the other thing. How ready will the herd be? I know you're moving it today, but how ready will the herd be as a unit? I mean, sure, you can, if you're not quarantining, if you're not one of those that are quarantining, you can, you can probably work out. But as far as getting everyone back, you're starting fresh from scratch. How's that going to work? What's the, what's the team chemistry going to look like? Is this going to be like a long, is this going to be like a long layoff, like a holiday layoff? I mean, would you treat it like that? Still, you give the team a few days off, and they recoup, they recover. But you were coming off, really, I thought, a momentum-building game at Louisiana Tech. In Ruston, you win a game. You split the series, but you win that second game, which I thought is more important. And that's the other thing. Sure, you lose that first game, but you bounce back, you win the second game, you build momentum, and I thought that was important. And now you go into the week getting ready to take on Charlotte, and you've got that game at home. And if you play as well as I think you can play, you leave this weekend 3-1 and one in conference. Now you, you have that momentum. I think it's going to be imperative that this team find itself quickly when it's back as a unit because you had that momentum, and now you're, you're sort of starting from – fresh and you're playing Western Kentucky and Western Kentucky is always tough always tough to go into Bowling Green and play Western Kentucky that's why I love this series because it's always competitive but you're sort of at a disadvantage of course you're going to have a team you're going to be able to play and then you can turn right around and try to improve upon whatever happened on the road on Sunday that's still happening but I don't know what this team's going to look like is this first game in your mind going to be okay Whatever happens, if, if Marshall wins, great. If not, you're getting you're getting the rust knocked off and, and getting back into that rhythm. It's going to be hard if this is going to be how the season progresses. You play one week, you, okay, somebody's got to quarantine. The team's not all together. Or the other team is in a situation where your, your opponent can't play. And, and then do you go out and – Try to schedule a a quick game so you can have a game, and that's the other thing. You know, will we see more of that in the middle of this conference season? If for whatever reason a game is postponed, it be COVID on Marshall's end or the other side, will it be we got to get a game? You have to go play. You have to at least get these kids on the court once in a week so they don't lose too much momentum, rhythm, chemistry, whatever you want to call it, is that where we're going to be right now with the way the schedule moves? I mean, the good news is the Western Kentucky series is happening. The bad news is you don't have weekend basketball. So tomorrow we have the women, and we can enjoy that. They're on the road, so you'll have to listen to it on 
the radio, and that's going to be over on the student station, Marshall Campus radio station, so you can tune into that. And, of course, we've got football this weekend. We've got the NFL Steelers taking on the Browns, probably the game we're all most excited about, going to be watching. The Browns are in the playoffs. Can they win a playoff game? Can they beat the Steelers? Can they beat a Steelers team that will have more of its components back? A team that's actually going to have everything it possibly can to win the game. In Pittsburgh, a game that will have limited to no fans. The only fans are going to be able to watch that game are going to be friends and family and people connected to the programs. That's it. It's going to be a friends and family crowd. You go to a game, you see a sparse crowd, and you go, okay, this is a friends and family crowd, and these are just friends and families of the, of the players and people involved on the court. This is what this is going to be. It's not going to be that hard to go into Pittsburgh, and if you have a team that can compete, you can't sit there and go, well, this is a tough place to play, because honestly, I don't buy that. The field's the same length. The ball's the same. The rules are the same. It might be grass. It might be turf. Okay, that might be a little different depending on on where you're playing. None of that's going to change too much from what you're used to. The lines are all the same. Goalposts the same. Everything's the same. What's the difference? You go into a situation, the fans are on you. Fans are allowed, they, they're excited, they're bringing energy, and some guys thrive off that. I think more so in basketball. Football, you, know, you thrive on quieting the crowd. But at this point, how much is home field advantage? I don't think that's the biggest factor as it has been in the past because of there's no advantage. You're sure. Home team has more familiarity with their stadium, with their arena, with their venue. But what's the advantage here? So we might see, we could see possibly the Cleveland Browns win a playoff game. Something that my beloved Bengals have been trying to do for so long. Thankfully, I was alive the last time the Bengals won a playoff game. I hope that I'm alive when the Bengals next win a playoff game. I didn't think it would be this long. Seriously, I did not think it would be this long. I was younger. Now I'm just hoping I see one again. I'm hoping I see a Bengals win. And that's how you feel right now for Browns fans. Brown fans are, are thinking, here we are. We're in the playoffs. We got in. And look who we have to face. Here we are again, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. Don't feel bad. The Steelers have been the uh, cause of many of a um, a bad playoff experience for me as well. So, you know, we can all empathize with each other if it happens. But this could be the game. The Browns win. And then I'm going to have some happy Browns fans that surround my life be even more happy. 
Heck, if the Browns win, I'll have Woody Woodrum in a mask in our studio across from me on Monday so he can talk about how excited he is, how back in 1923 when he was a kid and the Browns were good. Okay, it wasn't 1923, but it's close. He can tell me about all the memories that, you know, he grew up and, and the Browns were good. I mean, yeah, I mean, I know it's hard to believe those stories. I mean, I think he's just pulling my leg. He's just pulling my leg. All right, quick timeout. We continue on. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Guests with Paul Swan appear via the Miller Lite phone lines. It's Thursday, January 7th. Welcome back to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking your phone calls. Again, the phone number, Miller Lite, our sponsor, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. First up this hour, John's checking in from Barbersville. John, go ahead. You're on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Good talking to you again, man. Thank you. you. I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, I'm a lot better than we were several months ago. I'll say that. I hear you. Hey, uh, well, lifelong Browns fan, and I was around the last time they won a playoff game a um, long, long time ago, man. And, you know, we haven't won a division crown since, I think, 1989. So I was like eight years old when that happened. Was that Bernie Kosar, so, the quarterback? Was, was he Was he still around? Uh, yeah, yeah. Kosar was, you know, back there in the you – know, Brian Sipe and Bernie Kosar – Really, the two, you know, two in my mind that you know stick out as great quarterbacks in the franchise, and I do think we have a good guy with Baker Mayfield, and you know he's done really well protecting the ball and getting it into the hands of his weapons. But the weapons have got to be there, and you know when the Browns make the playoffs, and I I couldn't tell you how big of a sigh relief that was. Finally, we we, you know we kicked that door down from where we were three years ago at 0 and 16, and then you hear everything that's came out this week with. Kevin Stefanski, you know, our play caller, head coach, the guy responsible, and in my opinion, the coach of the year, uh, you know, not going to be there. And then you got, uh, you know, your one of your one of your starting wide receivers and one of your star offensive linemen uh, get caught for drag racing Tuesday morning. Uh, the facility's closed. Baker Mayfield hasn't thrown a football since last Sunday. Uh, you know, it's uh, not not exactly the way you want to go into a playoff game, but. You know, that's just the world we live in right now. Um, it's always fun because I have a lot of buddies that are Steelers fans, and it's really it, – it, this rivalry is always fun to me. Uh, but, you know, and I've had to hear crap for a week now. Oh, you, you beat us by two points and we had backups in. Well, that's partially true. You know, the third high – I looked this up. The third highest passing total for the Steelers this year was last Sunday with Mason Rudolph throwing 340, 350, whatever it was he throw. So I'm not too worried about Roethlisberger. I'm more worried about what they have on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, you know, uh, T.J. Watt wasn't there, and you know, linebackers and Joe Hayden. That's that's the worry for me. Uh, but I do. I still. I think this is going to be a lot closer than uh, what people think. Even though with you know the Browns not being able to practice and all that stuff. Throw out all the history, right? This is the third time these two teams have met. 1994 in the divisional round. 2002, the wild card round. Uh, by the way, I, I don't want to pile on you, but Cleveland has lost 17 consecutive games in Pittsburgh. 
So yeah. does any of that factor in this weekend? Uh, normally I would say yes, uh, because anytime you got those terrible pieces of toilet paper waving around in the stands, uh, you know, at 65,000 strong, it, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a tough environment for anybody to go play. And I have the utmost respect for that organization. I think the Rooney family is one of the best in the NFL and they have done a fantastic job of keeping that a winning organization. So hats off to them on that. But it, uh, it, it, it's still Pittsburgh. It's still the playoffs. This is Baker Mayfield's very first playoff game. It's been Roethlisberger's, uh, heck, I don't know, 20, uh, heck, I don't know. He's been there a long. He's been there a lot. Uh, you know, the guy's got two rings. Uh, so, you know, even though he's getting a little bit older in age, I'd never, it's like Tom Brady, man. You just, you don't count him out in the playoffs. You know what I mean? I would like to. Um, personally, I'd love to count him out. And I think I might do it uh, now just be. because of spite. As a, as a Bengals fan, you have, you probably have more of a reason to hate him than I do, to be I, honest with you. I, I do. Uh, but is, isn't it a bigger yeah. rivalry? Do you think uh, Browns-Steelers than Browns-Bengals or Bengals-Steelers? That one goes back. That one predates the, uh, the merger. I mean, that's that's it, old school. Yeah, it does. I mean, that's going back to the AFL days. You know, that's that's going back to, you know, Chuck Noll in the 70s when he turned that thing around. And, you know, those, those were always the two top in the division back in the 80s when, you know, you had guys like <laughs> you had guys like Ernest Biner running the ball and Bernie Kosar quarterback and, you know, in the 70s and the Steelers, and they had all those great teams with, you know, Lynn Swan and, you know, Terry Bradshaw and Branko Harris and all those guys. So it's, it is. It's a rivalry that goes back a long way, but – I gotta be honest. I think there's more bad blood between the Bengals and Steelers than there are between the Browns and the Steelers. I, I really do, just because of the physicality of the game when that's played. You know, guys getting laid out, late hits, and you know, getting hurt. And it's just it's a bloodbath. You've seen it, and I've seen it, and it, it was even that way this year. You know, with the Bengals not having Joe Burrow and that being kind of a kind of a fluke game where they, you know, you guys stepped in and beat them. And I and I, and I was cheering for you in that one <laughs> because at that point, you know, it was looking like the Browns, you know, the Steelers get beat. Hey, the Browns can win the division. So, you know, we were, I was cheering for you on that one. I probably have less hate for the for, for the Steelers and the Bengals than I do the Ravens. And I got good reason to hate the Ravens. I mean, that's that's technically the old Browns, uh, Art Modell. <laughs> I, got, I got a lot I could say about the guy. So it's uh, – yeah, I probably hate the Ravens more than anybody in that division. I can understand it, and I have a couple of um, of Browns fans uh, as friends uh, that, you know, when they rub me really, really raw, and I will just pull out that uh, the Ravens um, have uh, the Browns Super Bowl. They 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 won the Browns Super Bowl in Baltimore, and that just I agree that, with that that just gets him. I mean, if you really want to stick it to a, a Browns fan, um, that's the low blow. Uh, you might get punched, it but is. that's the low blow there because. <laughs> Yeah, I get that. I, I I I know a few Browns fans, and it seems that Baltimore's that team. I think we all could agree we all don't like. Oh yeah, I mean it. Uh, you know that I, I agree with you. They did steal our Super Bowl, or Modell did. He stole it from the city of Cleveland. Uh, you know, it. Uh, you know, ninety ninety seven. You know, when they decided to pull the plug, Bill Belichick was there. He was seven and zero, and all of a sudden they decided, hey, we're 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 going to move the team, and you know the rest is history. Belichick, you know. Ends up with the Patriots, and we all know that story. So it uh, it uh, that, that is that's a, that's a gut punch for us. Can you imagine the Browns be the team that wins the championship again in Cleveland before the Indians? Ah, uh, 
well, with Francisco Lindor leaving today, yeah, I do. Yeah, I mean, think of it. Think I, of it. That, you know, that's the other news. I haven't even got into that yet because, really, I, I, I'm too stunned to see that happen. Uh, baseball could be the team that doesn't win a championship, um, and it could be football. It could be football and, and maybe basketball once again, but it'd be football will be the next team. And I thought baseball would be the next team. I think they're on the right path. Uh, we definitely got the head coach. Uh, people, a lot of people in the media want to say that Baker Mayfield, the mid-tier quarterback, not going to win you a Super Bowl. All right, well, Chad Johnson wasn't even a mid-tier quarterback, and he protected the ball, won the ball, and won the Super Bowl for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, you know, all that being said, if you got a good head coach, and in the AFC North, if you have two things, a running game and a good defense, you have a good chance. And I think the only thing we're lacking right now uh, is continuity on the defensive side of the football. I don't think we're quite there yet, and I think that's what's probably going to get us beat. If it's not this week, it'll be next week when we have to play the Chiefs because I highly doubt the Colts are going to win this week against Buffalo. So if the Browns do get lucky, they're going to go up against that monster in Kansas City. And, uh, man, you, you, you really just <laughs> you, you, you kind of hope that happens. You kind of hope they get there so they can kind of get that true playoff atmosphere where, you know, you've you got a game under your belt and then you got to go play the Super Bowl defending champion at their place, and that, that gives you a lot of experience, but I just don't see them going any farther than that, uh, just based on the fact that our defense cannot hang with what the Chiefs have. Okay, here's some numbers. The first one's bad. Ben Roethlisberger, 23-2-1 against the Browns. Career. That's the bad mm-hmm. number, okay? Here's some good news for you. The Steelers are 3-3 three and three at home in the wildcard round all time. Three and three. They usually, when they get in the playoffs, they're not in the wild card. But they're three and three at home. And here's a stat that's going to give you and maybe some other Browns fans some hope. What do you think Mike Tomlin's record is uh, in the wild card round? Mike Tomlin's record in the wild card round, I think it's one and four, one and three, one and four, something like that. One and two, but you were on the right path. One and two. I knew knew he'd only won one. And if I'm not mistaken, the year they were in the wild card, it was one of the Super Bowl years. Uh, that may have been with Cower, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, um, one and two, Mike Tomlin. Uh, so there you go. Uh, the Steelers can be beat in the wild card, and they've been beat quite often. So uh, there's some hope for you. Well, I hope it goes our way. Uh, you know, it, it'll be interesting. But uh, hey, once it's over, you know, if the Browns win, I'll call and talk about the next week too. Let's do it. Yeah, you know what? If the Browns win again, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna pull out. I'm gonna dig out every Browns fan I know, and I'm I'm just gonna call them on Monday, and you can call in as well. Yeah, there you go. You got me, man. Hey, right, take care. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it. You can join the phone lines at eight seven seven four two zero talk eight seven seven four two zero eight two five five. More coming up here on ESPN ninety four point one and AM nine thirty. It's The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255 to be a part of the phone lines this hour. Presented by Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Heard women's soccer unveiling the 2021 regular season schedule today. Six home contests, one exhibition, five road matchups. Start of the season, it's going to be at Davidson on February 7th. 
Home opener is going to be February 14th on Valentine's Day against Radford, one of my favorite schools. Love Radford. Marshall, that's an inside joke, by the way. Radford. February 14th against Radford. FIU on the road to begin Conference USA action on February 25th. Marshall's got an exhibition game against Ohio on February 28th. Its first conference home match is going to be against FAU. That's going to be on March 5th. And then Kentucky on March 9th. You got Marshall taking on Kentucky March 9th. That's going to be interesting. Uh, That'll be a fun one right there. Uh, And then... Marshall goes back on the road. You've got a couple of games against Evansville on March 14th and Western Kentucky on March 18th. And then the final three games of the regular season are all home games. You've got Old Dominion on March 25th. I'm sorry, March 26th. Charlotte's on April 2nd and going to be at home against Middle Tennessee on April 8th. Then you have the Conference USA Tournament scheduled for April 13th through the 17th in Houston, Texas. I'm interested to see how that plays out. I think they got a shot here. How many players do you have to have? That's the, that's going to be the rule we have to learn. You know, how many players you're going to have to have a a full lineup and how many in reserve will you need to be able to play a match if there happens to be contact tracing or someone uh, comes up positive? I mean, some of those rules I'm going to have to ask. And so uh, we have um, tentatively scheduled the head coach of the Marshall women's soccer team, Michael Swan, on the program tomorrow. So we hope to hear from him. That's tentative for tomorrow. We'll get his thoughts on the upcoming season and what he has to deal with when it comes to COVID-19 and all the requirements. Uh, Again, basketball, you got to have a certain amount of players to even have a game. That's why Marshall's not playing this weekend. You don't have enough available players. What will be the minimum number here to make sure that the roster is complete enough to have a match if by chance something happens and you have contact tracing again or uh, an issue where you have a couple of players come down with COVID-19? So all of that, of course, coming up tomorrow. We'll talk to the head coach of the Marshall women's soccer team, Michael Swan. Again, that's tentative. We'll try to get him on for tomorrow, but uh, I do believe we have him set for tomorrow. We're going to take our final break. We'll come back. We're going to wrap it up as we get you set for the rest of your evening on today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're wrapping up your drive today on this Thursday, January 7th. Paul Swan, your host for ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We don't have basketball tomorrow. Not the men's side, anyway. So we've got your weekend ready for you. Uh, and a lot of NFL action. Steelers, Browns, that's probably going to be the game to, to watch. We're going to have the wild card action on Saturday and Sunday. So if you can't watch it, you're going to be somewhere where you're not going to be near a TV. We've got you covered. Just tune in all weekend long here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And, of course, the Marshall women are going to be in action. The Herd 2-2 two and two now and 1-1 one and one in Conference USA taking on Charlotte. That's a team that's 1-4. and four. Uh, Now not a league game yet 
on the books for them. So this will be their uh, league action. They were scheduled to travel to Western Kentucky last weekend. Um, they had their own COVID-19 issues uh, to deal with. So they're in action with the Herd. So this is their first Conference USA action. Marshall's got a few games under its belt. Game's going to be uh, available. You can go to herdzone.com. They've got the stream for you if you're going to listen to the game, if you want to follow the ladies. Uh, there's a YouTube link as well, but uh, come on. Hit the listen stream. My guy Jason Courier is doing the game. Listen, if you're going to tune into the herd, you're going to follow that game. Just hit the listen link um, and listen to Jason. He'll be doing the game. Marshall bouncing back after uh, losing the home opener against Louisiana Tech in the second game, winning that one 61-57. I had to hang on, though. Had a 17-point third quarter and had to hang on. But you get the win. doesn't matter how, how you get the win. You got the win. Marshall, we heard Coach talk about it. Coach Kemper talk about it. They, they've got some depth. I mean, right now, Savannah Wheeler and Paige Shy, they look pretty good in that, that game. But Taylor Pearson's also uh, showing up. Mahogany Matthews, she's been strong on the defensive side of the ball. But I like their depth. And I think if they had a few more games under their belt, they had a few more games as a team. Now, I don't know if it would change the outcome, the, the final result, but I think they would have had a, a better outing against Kentucky if they would have had a few more games as a team. And that's that's the problem right now with the way this whole season is going. I know Marshall is a good basketball team, not just on the women's side. I, I think the ladies are going to do fine. I really do. I think they're going to do fine. The men... You see what they're able to do on the road, and you think, okay, get the split against Louisiana Tech. That's pretty good. Not too many teams go in there and can do that. So Marshall figured Louisiana Tech out, got the win, showed some resiliency, and came back. And now you have that win to propel you. You feel good about your team. And then the pandemic won't let you go. And there's an issue. All of a sudden, that that issue becomes contact tracing and that contact tracing on top of injuries and you don't have a team available to play so you cancel your home series so if you've lost a week right there and including practice get together practice i mean sure your your contact tracing you might not have it but you have to stay away from other people you have to quarantine, so you can't go film study and do things like that with the group. So that's what quarantining means. So with that said, you got your game against Western Kentucky pushed back a day so you can play that game, and that's the reason. It's so you have more time to be able to play that game, not only to be clear of quarantine, also to have enough time to to at least put together something, have some time. And I was surprised this was played Thursday, Sunday anyway. I'm surprised before all this happened, it wasn't maybe Wednesday, Saturday or Thursday, Saturday. But there's going to be a few days in between as far as your travel partner is concerned. So now that's been changed. 
you know, will this team be ready? Is it going to take this team a couple of games to get back into sort of a, a rhythm again? I mean, we're going to see the same herd team that we saw win that second game against Louisiana Tech, and the answer is no, we're not. Whatever this team looks like, it's going to be starting cold again. It's like you've let the engine sit. You've let it sit for a while, and you have to you have to warm it back up. Just can't cold start something that's been sitting for a while. You're going to have to ramp it back up. Trust me, I've, I've owned a lawnmower that was like that. You leave it over the summer, come back to it after after several months, and you you got to make sure everything's working again. Yeah, I can't just pull it in the first go. It comes on. That's why you get an electric mower. But those are those are you know, I digress. Those are painful to deal with. My neighbor has one of those electric mower. She has an electric mower, and I looked at her and like, what are you doing? First of all, she's like in her seventies. Like, no, stop that. I'm cutting your front grass. Don't worry about this. But again, I digress. You can't you can't just start it up real quick. You have to keep the the engine running a little bit. And so, how do you keep the engine running? Well. Outside of a game, you know, you got practice. And you're not getting much of that. So that's where I'm kind of concerned here. Thankfully, I think the women are, are warming up. I think they're a resilient bunch themselves. And I think they're getting started. And you're maybe starting to see what this team could look like. And I'm pretty confident that it's going to be a pretty gritty team, competitive team. Next time you get a 17-point lead, though, I'd like to think that you can put a team away and not have to worry about hanging on. And I think they'll get there. Still, you get the victory. What more do you want? Well, I, I want you to put a team away. And I think they, as a team, want to be able to put a team away as well. But at the same time, as a Conference USA. I don't think there's that much separation. I think there's some good teams in the league. There's not that much separation between teams. So the team that can hang on is more than likely – going to have a better season if this team has the ability to get a lead and hang on. Or we've seen before this women's team be able to fight back. Same thing with the men. The men have shown the capability to fight back. And I hate the fact that Marshall is losing all of that momentum. Not a tangible thing. You can't quantify it. It just it, it is. It's not something that you can put in a bottle. You you can't replicate it. You either have it or you don't. All right, no basketball tomorrow, but we're going to talk soccer. Hopefully we'll have, uh, we've tentatively scheduled for the show tomorrow, head coach of the Marshall women's soccer team, Michael Swan. He'll be on the program tomorrow to talk about the schedule and the upcoming season. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the women in action Thundering Herd taking on Charlotte. Again, if you want to listen to that game, uh, you can go to the Marshall website, herdzone.com. Jason Courier will have the call. They've got a YouTube link also, but no, you want to watch you want to watch the, that, listen to the Marshall stream. Whatever you do, just listen to the Marshall stream. It's my guy, Jason Courier. I uh, say nice things about him because he does nice things for me. So there we are. But um, we'll hopefully uh, we'll have reaction from Coach Kemper this weekend. Uh, the, of course, the post game on Zoom this year. So we'll be able to uh, to get him on the program 
they're playing 6 o'clock on Friday. Saturday going to be at 3 o'clock. So 6 o'clock tomorrow. We'll be off the air just in time for you to be able to listen to the game and live stream it. And then Saturday at 3, there's no Marshall men's basketball this weekend, so take advantage of it, support the ladies. I think they're a scrappy bunch, and so far they've been fun to watch. The games have been interesting, and I think that's a fair statement all to itself. So coming up tomorrow, Marshall women's soccer. We'll talk about the Marshall women's basketball team. And hopefully we can maybe talk a little bit about the men getting ready for Western Kentucky the following week. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. Back on Monday, maybe we're talking about a Cleveland Browns victory. Maybe we're talking about the Browns beating the Steelers. And then I'm going to have a parade of Browns fans calling the program. I'll just call them myself. Because this will probably be the happiest time of their lives since I don't know when. Yes, I know you're listening, Woody Woodrum, and uh, just uh, be ready. Be available on Monday. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. We will uh, do this all over again tomorrow, and I appreciate you tuning in.